Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another year. You're back with the With Joe Weeby podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about what you're going to be an amateur at this year because it's a new year. Instead of being pro and amazing at something, why don't you be amateur at something instead? Now, here's something that I was amateur at last year. So I made this song <laughs> when I was uh, locked down at COVID. I'll try and play it for you a bit. It's on my other uh, YouTube channel. It's called Hey There Corona, which is a parody on Hey There Delilah. A bit of music about coronavirus. Go back a bit. Uh, we can uh so that's a bit of my, the song the rest of it's on the youtube channel if you're really um super interested you can go check that out but it's funny i made that for a bit of fun i'm not a musical person it's not actually me singing i actually got my cousin who's a very good singer to dub that basically and i just lip-synced and i made a youtube video about it i sent it around to a bunch of people just having a bit of fun of course it was really funny some of the questions uh, that came back. Uh, I, I remember one person even asked my mum if I was doing it to get paid, if I was getting paid for making that um, silly, funny little song about uh, coronavirus and its impact on Sydney. And it's so funny how we think um, everything... Well, when you come across people who think that everything you do, you have to get paid for, and that people furrow their eyebrows and get confused when you do things that aren't for money and they're getting confused why you're doing it if you're not doing it for money. And it's a very sad reality in most people's lives. Obviously because a lot of the things that you do not for money directly can probably make you the most money because you place, you're able to place longer term bets. If I did love making those um, parodies all the time, I don't know if I have much of a voice, but if I, even if I could still leverage my cousin's voice and I had a real go at it on YouTube and I made maybe 50 in a single year or something like that, I'm sure I would find a way to uh, maybe monetize it if I loved doing it that much and I just had fun and made, and it, that's all it really was, was a bit of fun and a bit of creative inspiration. And that's, that's me being an amateur and there's many more things I'm an amateur at. Uh, but it's a really humble place to come from because obviously we talked, so I've taken a two-week break from recording, though for you, uh, this probably just uh, yesterday, um, you maybe listened to the last episode or you just caught up on it now. But we were talking about um, what if you meant to do more than one thing. We talked about the examples of certain sports stars, people like that who have defied what everyone expected of them, defied what was working, making them successful, to do something that they were interested in, they wanted to pursue. That in their lives, in their in everyone else's eyes, looked crazy ridiculous, and even in everyone else's eyes, it looked like they failed at doing it, but they gave it a try. 
And it's really hard to do that if you're focused on being a pro at everything and doing things only so you can win or get paid. When it's about a challenge or having fun, you give yourself permission to pursue your interests. So being an amateur is not is different to being completely unprofessional. Um, the other questions, so I was at a Christmas lunch on the weekend and it was funny how many questions I was getting about the podcast. It was the first time I'd seen this particular group of friends. Um, you know, not everyone necessarily had listened to it, of course, but some people had obviously seen on Instagram or other places um, the content going up, the clips and whatnot. And they're getting very confused about how this fits in my life, how podcasting gets into my life and how it's sustainable and whether I'm, how much real estate I'm still doing and how all these jigsaw pieces fit together. And I made that point in the last episode again, but it's just funny to see it in real life, uh, weeks before the episode would actually be released, that we have problem. We have problems, especially in the Western culture of having people in more than one box. Everyone kind of wants to put you in one box so they can understand you. It doesn't say much about you. It says much, a lot about everyone else. Not even picking on everyone else, but it's, it's the culture we're in. People really have this need to box you up into something they can easily and quickly understand. And when you cross more than one box, everyone loses their minds. Right? It's crazy. The fun of doing stuff like the podcast and the song is not so I can keep people guessing I really wouldn't care if I cared what people thought I wouldn't be doing whatever it is I wanted to do all the time it's just a funny thing to observe and it concerns me much more for their benefit than I'm concerned about what people think of me um, because it means that they're not thinking very flexibly about what they could be doing with their time and what's in arm's reach for them and I've fallen in love with this concept of arm's reach lately not things that are way out in the distance like being Steve Jobs or Albert Einstein, but things that are within, within arm's reach, like getting creative, trying something new, not being afraid to be an amateur at something, trying a new sport, a new hobby, reading a book. Maybe it is making a podcast. It doesn't have to be, all right? So it's really interesting getting the questions about how do you get paid through the podcast. I even had one friend who was borderline suspicious of me. He's like, you wouldn't be doing this. Where's the dollars coming? I'm, I'm, I'm watching your clips. You're not selling anything. When are you going to start selling something? And what's it all for? I'm almost suspicious looking for, oh, if there's no obvious way he's monetizing this podcast, there must be something lurking. You know, okay, well, a podcast is an amazing platform. Uh, it's, it's a long-term bet for income, sure. It's probably the last thing I've personally thought about for a podcast. Uh, but, I mean, there's there's so many ways to connect people to programs or projects that are getting running if someone's an author a podcast is a great way to kind of engage people before they buy a book you can see what you kind of you try before you buy try their ideas before you buy their book uh, you you get all sorts of leverage helps you meet people helps you make better connections <laughs> attract more like-minded people um, the list goes on and on builds your network so the indirect ways of monetizing a podcast are almost endless and so that's why you can start a project like this without even thinking about it almost. Sorry, I keep touching my mic. My editor's not going to be happy with me. Sorry, George, if you're listening. There are so many ways, so many indirect ways. You can almost, I wouldn't say completely, start a project without thinking about it. 
you can you can almost just jump in knowing that there is so much leverage you build normally by doing things that are just completely fun so let's talk about being an amateur now i am not some huge podcaster by the time you're listening to this and it's being released the 1st of january 2021 for context i don't i haven't even looked at the views yet to be honest that's not very uh professional probably look at how many people are listening it's not the metric that i care about first when doing this podcast i am primarily interested in depth of experience uh, primarily which is how much people are getting out of the episodes um, apart from the fun i'm having doing them and sharing what I learn, and refining what I learn. Uh, and yeah, there's there's so many other things that are factored into into doing it. Um, but it certainly was never an expectation. This would be uh, the Joe Rogan experience or Tim Ferriss show uh, within a couple of months or even maybe even a couple of years. I don't know if I even need it to do that, which is cool because that means I can just keep doing it as long as it's uh, fun and a good use of my time. So my point is, I am still an amateur. I plan to be for some time. And then I've also been thinking about, on some level, it's probably liberating just to stay an amateur forever. It's kind of like being a student forever. So being an amateur in terms of, I talked in the first episode how I had struggles with recording. I still touch the mic and I get all these little noises. I've, I've had saliva noises when i've been speaking and i've listened to back to some of my episodes and they're, they're still there right you can go hear all the flaws and see all the warts on this project uh you know there's there's a lot of amateur parts to parts to it what i'm doing there's no one no one's dying it's not the end of the world for anyone not even me uh so being the amateur is not you know obviously about being unpolished and dropping the ball necessarily that's not the goal it's just it's okay if those things happen because no one really cares as much as you think also it's liberating not attaching too much to it not putting all your ego or your identity into something you're doing just for fun like making a song how can i make that song and not have fun didn't have to be a great song but there's no way I'm going to do something for fun that doesn't feel fun to do. So being the amateur can be liberating in that way by taking all the pressure off and you're kind of just playing a game. And depending on the game you pick, it could be a game that leads somewhere really productive and amazing anyway. It might help you afford your MVL, fund your MVL for your whole life. Who knows? You know, it's different to... I guess the element of being a pro is about showing up, about being consistent, about putting your systems in place. Uh, though I, I feel like the professional elements to what I do and the professional flavor to what I do actually makes it more fun because I get more effective at, at doing it. But there's something liberating to always being the amateur. Not everything you do has to have a clear business purpose or productive or work purpose behind it. We all need an outlet. You know, otherwise we're caging up who we are inside. And it's not for attention, but it can be shared with those people you love and care about. So the question today to think about is, what if you're forever an amateur at most of the things you do? What if you stay detached going forward? So 
Thank you very much for listening. Just remember that if you're listening to the f- for the first time, to go back, these podcasts are made in order. That I think they're best consumed. So go back to the start and listen all the way through, ideally. Um, but if not, always remember before we're back again tomorrow that the best way to op- open a thousand doors for you is to concentrate on opening doors for others. So if that's with this episode, you might share it with people who it might open a door for or discuss it with them. I've had a couple of people who take this to their workplace or morning community and use it to start a conversation with people about, yeah, an interesting idea door that's just open. So there's many ways to, yeah, use this as a good excuse to open doors for yourself, but also concentrate on opening doors for others. Thank you very much. See you again tomorrow.